Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave. It's the show where we talk about everything to do with football. Uh, sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. Most of the time we're wrong. Don't listen to us, we're more than likely wrong. I'm your host as usual, the unusual Greg, uh, the unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. With me as always is a man who constantly beats me. Oh, Jesus Christ, don't say it like that. <laughs> uh, predictions, uh, predictions. Uh, yeah, predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In game, in game. Oh, God. Uh, I'm Smith, uh, which is at DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only. Um, I did like how you said, you know, don't listen to us, but they have to listen to us in order for you to tell them that. It's true. So at least we're getting to listen anyway. Yeah, yeah, very true. If you only listen to the first six seconds of this podcast, you might as well listen to the rest. Um, you know, and then then just do the opposite of whatever we tell you. Um, so definitely, 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 don't give us a million pounds. Bad idea, terrible idea. Okay, this is obviously the review episode. We are reviewing the eighth week of the NFL. Um, we're almost at the halfway point of the regular season already, uh, which is freaking depressing. Um, because I, I I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. It's been good this year. I've enjoyed it. I think it's teenage weeks are going to be good. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. We are of course starting with the predictions games. Uh, now if you remember correctly, we predicted three games last week, as we always do. Uh, let's start off with them. So. The funny thing is, using if you remember correctly, no one has listened to this podcast, heard us do predictions, and I thought, I'll go back and see if they got them right. Anybody listen to this is a new viewer every time. <laughs> they listen to one episode and go, well, that was a fucking waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Next podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so welcome, new viewer. Uh, just to give you a heads up, we do a predictions every week uh, on the preview show where we talk about the games we think are going to happen. Um, and then they do happen, and we predicted them wrong. Um, so let's go with that. Um, first prediction is the Colts at Commanders. Now, obviously, obviously... I predicted the Colts. You predicted the Colts. I predicted the Commanders. Uh, I was correct. By one point. By one point. Yes. The Washington Commanders beat the Union Dilapidus Colts. I don't know how if the, if I said that right at all at that point. Uh, they beat Indian them. Apples. They beat them seventeen to sixteen. Yeah, I don't really think this was a good game. Like in quotations, good game. Um, the only like I'd say good thing about it was one watching Jonathan Taylor being back on the pitch. I think he's injured again now. More than likely, yeah. Um, um, guy tends to be a glass cannon. He's at this point, you know, he's 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 getting that McCaffrey esque reputation. Uh, and then the fact that obviously the Colts had a backup QB on the pitch, mm-hmm. who I'm not gonna, he didn't do excellent, but guess what he didn't do. He didn't throw any interceptions. Yeah. If Matt Ryan on that pitch, there would be at least two or three. <laughs> but how many times did he get sacked? Twice. Twice. But so did Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Like that that's that's an average. But, number. That's but not our a... biggest complaint on the show about Matt Ryan is that he stands still when pressured in the pocket and throws interceptions. Erlinger didn't do much better. Like he didn't do much better. 
I thought it was a bit more mobile. Look, any type of mobility is an improvement. <laughs> okay, yeah, he dropped back a few times. But, I mean, the thing is, you I don't know if it's this is going to be true or not, but I tend to switch my brain off if there's zero points in the first in the first quarter. You know, when you're looking at the stats and it's like, punt, 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 oh, a field goal happened in the third quarter, and then, you know, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, what is this? What are we doing here, guys? What are we doing here? Because it's not like even this was a, a, a tough defensive game. This was just two bad offences going out against each other. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, because uh, punts aren't exactly interesting or exciting. No, 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 exactly. And I mean, and I say, in such a, a low-stakes game of this... Nobody like nobody purposely watched this game unless you are a diehard Washington fan or a diehard Indianapolis fan. Like, let's be honest, no third party person tuned into this game to watch it. They were obviously watching it on Red Zone, but yeah, I'm fucking yeah. nothing. I've got nothing else to say about this game. I I barely remember it. Yeah, I think the only reason anybody would like purposely tune into this game mm. is to like uh, hope for the NFC East to get even more wins in their division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that that's about it. Alright. Well that, that's that's all I've got to say about that game. So yeah that you uh you got that prediction right I got, I got that prediction right. I am I'm creeping one closer. Point. One closer. Uh, if it wasn't for this game I don't know, just, I'll, actually, I'll see it. I'll see no, it. no, no, you won't. You would talk no longer. I silence you. <laughs> uh, our second <laughs> prediction of the week was the Chicago Bears at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we both predicted Dallas to win, and we were both right. Uh, Dallas Cowboys beat the Chicago Bears by 49-29. to 29. So, if the Cowboys would have got one more... TD and a kick in the fourth quarter, they would have scored fourteen points every quarter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is just embarrassing, especially when um, the is it a defensive player they've just got rid of, so Raquan Smith who got traded away. Ah, uh... to um, I'll find it. Okay, you you find that, and I'll talk about the offense of the Cowboys. Um. Dak Prescott, Dak is back. Uh, not a lot of. I throws. had that written down in capital letters because he said it last year as well. Yeah, yeah, but I wrote that down for the first game of the season last year. Um, you know when he came back from that big leg injury. Um, oh, I, I thought you were going to say first game of this season. No. Dak is back. Oh I'm, shit, he's gone. Call it again. <laughs> <laughs> Dak is back. Oh no, he's gone again. Um, but yeah, uh, had a average attempts completions twenty one of twenty seven, two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, CD Lamb, whew, that guy is good. That guy is good. Um, I don't think anybody doubted it, but uh, yeah, that's he gets my seal of approval. Big thing I want to talk about is in the absence of Zeke Elliott, uh, Tony Pollard stepped the fuck up, did he not? 
Oh yeah. Holy shit! If you drafted Tony Pollard as you know a, a rotational back and decided to put him in this one, knowing that Zeke was out, boy, did you get re- rewarded for that. 14 runs, 131 yards, and three touchdowns. Boy. Boy. That dude was awesome. Yeah. So th- this game was dependent on Tony Pollard and CD Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. That, w- that was the offense. I even noted down, I feel like I've seen CD Lamb more this season and this, this game especially than I did last season. And yeah. I don't know if that's due to... Who- who is it? Amari Cooper yeah. who went to the Browns. Yeah, yeah. Amari Cooper yeah. got traded away. I knew that was gonna impact targets um, because of like Amari Cooper had that that close relationship with um, with Prescott, so he was like the main outlet for sort of thing. And CD Lamb was used for the explosive plays. Um, or, or you know, so was Amari Cooper. But yeah, those those kind of big over the numbers. Um, but yeah, no, this this CD Lamb has has stepped into that WR run wall, WR one role very well. Yeah, put as well like the the Cowboys O line as well just shows that like if you have a good O line, mm-hmm. the the running back can flourish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those O linemen are going to be uh, poached, I reckon, next off season. Because they and, they got um, some dudes on that. On the other side of things, one of the things that I noted about the Bears' O line is did I don't know if you remember it, but there was a two point conversion that the Bears went for. Mm-hmm. They opened up a hole and just let the Cowboys defenders sprint and twat yeah. Justin Fields. They literally sacrificed him. Yeah, yeah. The uh, there's gonna there there will have been some conversations in the uh, the O line room after that. Um, but yeah, to, to be honest, like obviously, I, I think this was going to happen anyway. But all my kind of points about the Bears are negative. That there was that. Um, I was right. It was um, uh, Raquan Smith mm-hmm. of the Chicago de- defense. He's been traded to the Ravens. Yeah. Um, and the like shitty common sense that the defense had when they didn't even touch Parsons, so he got up and ran in for a, a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are just mistakes. That cannot happen on a professional football pitch. You cannot just allow somebody to intercept and get away with it. Like at the end of the day, you risk a flag to go jump near that guy and touch him down. Because at the end of the day, all you've got to lose at that point is a couple of extra yards. They gave up a touchdown yeah. there. Like that was ridiculous. But yeah, like props to Micah Parsons uh, for for get for making that happen. Incredible stuff. Yeah, and even even the the O line differences show here as well that like Dak got sacked once. Yeah. Whereas Fields got sacked four times. Yeah. 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 That was uh. Yeah, I mean, I say that there are a lot of bloody problems with this Bears team. Um, and you know, I I'm 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 about it because at the end of the day they can't challenge us in the north but yeah there there are just so <laughs> many problems with this team like one of the big things they were touted for is how strong their defense was and they like they've just allowed other teams to carve it up for no real gain I think every time I see the Bears doing badly as well, all I think about is it's one of the titles of one of our episodes is at time you said um, 
really sarcastically. Tell us again how you're going to run the north. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, i got, I got to say, Bears fans on Twitter are the biggest, like, I if, if I didn't know better, I would say they're all troll accounts because they're every single time something happens, like, the Bears are going to run the north, Green Bay's out, fuck the Vikings, the Lions still suck, and it's like, dude, you, you guys still suck. Like, you traded all that, like, you, you got Justin Fields in, and you are wasting his career. You're just wasting his career. Yeah. But, yeah, a uh, good win for the Cowboys. They move up to 6-2. and two. Chicago fall to 3-5. and five. And we out. And our last prediction game uh, was the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. I went for the Panthers, Smith went for the Falcons, and of course the Carolina curse is still in effect, because I fucking lost. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, however, won 37-34. to In overtime. In overtime, though. It's, you know, it is worth pointing out. Um, but yeah, the Carolina curse is still real, and it's still fucking me. So I'd like to make it a note as well. Mm-hmm. That every away game that the Panthers have played, they've lost. Okay. They haven't won an away game yet. I mean, they haven't. Have they? You know, they've they've obviously won two home games, but like, is that all of their home games so far, or is there like a couple of home games they've lost? No, no, they've, they've lost one home game. There you so go. The two, two and one at home, but the zero and three away. Cheers, Carolina. Oh wait, no, that doesn't even add up. Wait. Zero and three away. Mm-hmm. So it's the three games. Maybe two and three at home. So they haven't even got a, rec- a winning record at home then. No. Just Carolina. But at least they have some wins at home. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> and if you remember when we predicted this, you chose Carolina, and I actively said thank you because the Falcons need this win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it worked out. Um, I will say, though, like, if... At the time, I thought if it wasn't for that penalty, that DJ Moore, you know, he took his helmet yeah. off after scoring yeah. that amazing... Oh, yeah, touchdown. yeah, yeah. Literally, I said the exact same thing. When it happened on Red Zone, I was around my mate Danny's, and I looked at him and said, if DJ Moore doesn't take that fucking helmet off, the Panthers win that game. Yeah. Well, I thought that at the time... And then in the overtime, they had a, a field goal really close to the sticks, and he missed. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, kind of confirms that the Falcons were going to win that anyway. Oh, no. No, it's all DJ Moore's fault. Okay. Yeah, if you want it, yeah, fine. You can put it on DJ Moore. I, I just did. <laughs> Ain't no stopping me. Hey, DJ Moore, if you're yeah. listening... Um, to prove me wrong that you are a trash player, go to the Packers and absolutely dominate, please. Like fucking listening. Hey, you never know. We get new listeners every time. Okay, we're gonna run out of people to listen <laughs> to this podcast true, eventually. Yeah, yeah ev- you eventually. Know. <laughs> eventually, it'll get to DJ Moore. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this episode is the one that's getting to DJ Moore. Maybe like season sixteen, <laughs> when he's retired and it doesn't matter anymore. When he's retired and we're sick of each other. <laughs> we do. We, we, do we now host rival podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> we host rival podcasts that we record together, and we just release the audio. So you have to listen to two podcasts at the same time to get the entire <laughs> conversation. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, in regards to the actual game itself... Oh, we were talking about a game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Apart from uh, Deontay, Deontay, Deontay Foreman. Yeah. Um, I didn't think there was anything special about this game. Really. No, no. I mean, as I say, like, Deontay Foreman put up massive numbers. So, if, I think I... I think I actually had him on my one of my benches. I can't remember though. I'll look that up in a bit. Um, but yeah, he he was a lights out player for that. Um, DJ Moore was you know had had some brilliant flashes. But yeah, I mean don't don't get me wrong. I was I was really happy to see see Kyle Pitts and Drake London being used a bit more. Yep, yep. Um, and obviously the the touchdown by uh, is it Demir Bird. Yep. That that was obviously a great run out of like the the pocket and around to get it in, but yeah. Apart from that, there wasn't really anything special about no. this game. I don't think. No. Um, I will say with them sticking in this run game, though, uh, Patterson is back at training, yep. so maybe he'll be. I don't know if he'll be in the next game or maybe the game after that. You know, get a few training in before he's actually on the pitch again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's in the. Falcons' best interest to hold him off for a bit. Um, as much as I would like to see him back, you don't want to do what's happening to Christian Watson, say for instance, as a, as a player that just immediately springs to mind, where he's been on and off the injury list and all that kind of stuff since the start of the season, and because teams just the say just putting him back in the game far too early, he's then getting injured again. Um, so I say for me, I say it's always best to take that extra week to make sure you are fully fit before just putting them back in the game situation. And most players will argue that and say, no, I want to be in the game. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones that make the decision. Yeah, definitely. So Um, so after all three of those games, we both got two right and one loss. We both got two Um, right, one loss, which puts us... This is why I was annoyed at that Colts game, because if the Colts would have wouldn't have lost I would have got another two week streak they fucked it for me the scores haven't been updated yet so you are currently on 19 and I am 1, 2 5 8 10 11 13 15 cool just making sure those are right so the gap stays the same. Smith on nineteen, I am one fifteen. Yeah, four point gap. I've got a full week of fuck ups before. Yeah, it also means I that be scared. I'm I'm less. I'm getting less than two correct per week, on average. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so weird. Right, so we, should, should we move on to the rest of the game? Let's move on to the rest of the games. Let's start with the Thursday night game. We are talking about the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Baltimore Ravens take this 27-22. Brady continuing that poor run of form. So my first point about this game was... Firstly, what is what is up with the Ravens' offense? That literally the start of the game, the Buccaneers muffed the punt catch. Yep. So the Ravens were on the Bucks' seven-yard line, 
and they still only managed to get a field goal from it. Yeah, that red zone offense play calling uh, for the Ravens is just absolutely diabolical at the moment. Um, if you're in the red zone with the Ravens, you are looking at two people in my head. You are looking at either passing the ball to Mark Andrews over the center, or you are looking at either your running backs slash Lamar Jackson to run it in. Okay, If you're in the red zone, those are the two things that I'm looking for, and they just can't seem to connect. They can't seem to connect the dots. Um, maybe, maybe like you know, if if you're the Bucks defense, you know to to isolate that. But I just I can't remember a drive where I saw Lamar and and Andrews hook up for for anything worth talking about. You know what I mean? Like they had three. He had three catches for uh, thirty three yards over five targets. And you know, if you target in one of your best tight ends potentially in the league you know there are definitely some better ones but he's at least top five maybe and you're not even targeting him double digits it's just what what are you doing here but um isn't that because andrews went out during the game due to injury yeah he did yeah i, I guess you're right yeah i mean but it's just, I don't know, like, still with that early part of the game, I would have been targeting him of, like, I'm looking at targeting him, like, three, four times a quarter. And he went out in the third quarter? He says, question mark. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to read a freaking news thing about it, but it doesn't tell me. Oh, it was in the second quarter. Oh, it was in so the it was second in the first quarter. Half. Okay. Because uh, Andrews went out in the second quarter, Bateman almost went also went out in the second mm. quarter, and then oh that's the Bucks uh, linebacker Barrett went out in the third. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I still, especially in that situation, I'd have still thrown it to Andrews twice, um, and one of those times he'd have pulled it down. But yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't see what's actually going on with this Ravens offense at all. Yeah, I mean and that that's the start of that game was just like that that, that was it for me. I, I we've said well, I've said multiple times that I just wait for the fourth quarter implosion from them. It didn't happen this time, but that's only because the, the books can't seem to like they aren't wired properly yet either. Yeah, no, um, the Bucks. At three and five is something I never thought I'd see um, in quite a while. So for them for them to be that that low under Tom Brady, like I just don't I don't I don't know what to say. Um, but I think the Ravens are probably one of the the luckier five and three teams, to be honest with you. Yeah, I definitely put it down to luck as well. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, should we move on to the next game? Which was yeah, the Denver Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars, the third and final of the London games. Um, the Jags lost this game 21-17 to a very bad Denver Broncos team. Uh, sorry, did I say that out loud? Um, but yeah. <laughs> what... what 
I want to say what went right for this Denver Broncos team, but I want to ask it what actually went wrong for this Jags team because I think it's more them than Denver winning it. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I genuinely don't remember this game. <laughs> <laughs> I know I watched it. Yeah. Because it started at 1 o'clock. Yeah. But for some reason... I just can't remember it at all. See, I I missed the first half of this. Started watching the second half at the pub. Um, and then walked to my mates to watch Red Zone. So, I, I don't remember a lot of this game. I'll be quite honest. Um, I, all I remember is, I think it was the, the, the final quarter, watching uh, Ross... Get the last touchdown, and then the Jags just implode to throw an interception uh, to end the game. Um, and it was just, yeah, it weren't was not enjoyable. Yeah, see, <clears throat> I genuinely don't remember it, but I'm just going off my notes saying that, like, my notes say that the Jags started started the game off way better than the Broncos. Yeah, and especially uh, Etienne. It's just, he's like their star offensive player yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Had an absolute game on the rush. Uh, 24 carries, 156 yards and a touchdown. Um, and got involved in the uh, passing game as well. Three receptions on three targets uh, for a combined of six yards. So not not getting much yards, but, you know, he was reliable. Oh, I do remember the touchdown attempt you know, right at the edge um, of the field and he threw it in and it got intercepted right on the line mm. I just thought when I saw that I just thought that that was a waste of possession because I don't even think it was fourth down yeah they like if, if that I don't know how we didn't see that that was a possibility and should have just threw it out or threw it over Because it wasn't even like the defender dove from the side or anything. He jumped upwards, which means it was going straight to him. It was just over him. I just didn't understand it at all. Yeah. So it was a waste of their possession. They could have just threw it out and then tried again on another down in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. But be honest with you, that, I mean, that is summing up the Jag season, unfortunately. And then for some reason I've got a note saying why did the Broncos pass instead of punt? But it, there's no reference as to where it was in the game and I don't remember. So I don't know what that's for. Uh, I'm going to probably go it's a turnover on downs. Um, was this to end out the, the, the second half though? I'm not sure. So I'm looking at the drive chart, and it's like three seconds shotgun, Russell Wilson pass, incomplete, deep right. So I think it was to, to close out the second half. So, you know, they were hoping for it more than anything else. Maybe. Yeah. Um, did want to add as well, because we mentioned about the 
how much Jacksonville have been to London. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from uh, we we got it a bit wrong. Apart from twenty twenty, because there was no London games. Yep. Which was due to COVID. More than likely, because COVID in twenty twenty was March. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, Jacksonville have been here every single year since twenty thirteen. And they have won one, two, three, four of them. So they're four and nine at London. Wow. Where did I get uh, where did I get those numbers from? Two. So sorry, they played nine games. No, they played eight games, didn't they? So they're four and four. No, the four and five. 2013, loss. 2014, loss. 2015, win. Uh, 2016, win. 2017, win. 2018, loss. 2019, loss. 2021, win. 2022, loss. So four and five. Because it's Jacksonville as well. All of their games count as the home games when they're in London. Dear listener, um, I've, I've, more. I've been awake since half uh, quarter to five this morning, and we are recording this at quarter past seven in the afternoon um, or in the evening. So I've been awake a lot today. I've uh, I drove three hours on a road called the M25. Um, not not all three hours were on the M25, um, but the M25 is basically the worst fucking thing to exist. Um, it might, it it might be worse than the playoff overtime rules uh, of the last, however long. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, if I if that. I if I seem dumb at any point, just just forgive me, please. Moving on from that, uh, the dolphins at the lion. <laughs> oh shit! I'm so dumb. I've lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Dolphins at the Lions. Uh, Miami won thirty-one to twenty-seven. Uh, I thought this was a great game. Um, yeah, T- Tua with Hill and Waddle was just perfect this game. Yeah, they, they, they were on form. Yeah. Um, the only other notes really I have for it is like, yeah, again, the Lions just couldn't hold on to the actual win. Yeah. Um, and the thank God Williams. Although he scored a TD, didn't fuck himself over by using his hips too much this time. Yeah, he learned his lesson. <laughs> Although it was still a good celebration, the yeah. little salsa, and then go into the fish. Yeah, yeah. I was the funny thing is about this. I was talking to my mate Sai, um, and he said if he was to watch a team, he'd watch the Lions because they're all offense, no defense. And I was like, yeah, apart from that game, but they scored no points. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize that had happened. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And then I sent him a picture at halftime of it being 27 to 17. And I was like, oh, gas, no breaks. Oh, gas, no breaks. And then I sent him a picture of the final score. I was like, oh, breaks, no gas. (laughs) (laughs) I like how it's like, oh, they're all offense, no defense. And then you're like, well, apart from that game where they were all... Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They were all in jerseys. (laughs) They all... Existed at one yeah. time or another. 
They turned up. That's the main <laughs> thing. They got paid to do nothing. <laughs> um but this was was this the game where it was the return of DeAndre Swift after his injury? Yes. Um, I know we didn't see much of, of him because clearly they were like, we, we don't want to fuck you over too much. Yeah, he was definitely on a snap count. You could tell that. Yeah. Because um, yeah, he, he only got five. And all right, it was just six yards. So it's just literally an extra yard uh, in it. Yeah. But they also got him involved in the receiving game. So he had five receptions um, for 27 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, Swift proven, you know, he's back. He's flexible where he needs to be um, and can get in. But then I say, I, I don't know what it is about Jamal Williams, but I am so goddamn happy. And he is a smash mouth kind of player now. Like everything he wasn't or couldn't seem to be like, uh, the Packers, he's started to develop that kind of that kind of edge to him, and he's like a pull a full third down back now. And I think yeah, this this Lions team has got a good good receipt. Uh, sorry, rushing core with Jamal Craig Reynolds and uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, I, I just like seeing him in his training oh, thing man. where kids all give him anime stuff. Yeah. So he's just like, take everything from me. Just give me anime. Give me more anime. <laughs> he's such a dude he's such a dude and then like uh, just looking at the like the rest of the, the team as well yet again another team in your division where they've got like a top player there TJ Hawkinson who had the best yards for their receiving core has been traded away yeah yeah dumb dumb decisions yeah I don't understand that one I really don't like I just, it's just it's blown my mind it seriously has blown my mind how a team like the Lions, who have said they're all grit, they're all grit, you know, how they can then just throw a guy like that away. Like, three receptions of four targets for 80 yards, yeah? That's over 22, 23 yards per reception. Yeah, not me being a smart eye, but obviously the page I has has the average, which is 26.7. So over twenty five yards. Yeah. But again, it's and like also Khalif Raymond got over twenty five yards in receptions as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like and you're throwing these guys away and I'm just like You guys are dumb. You guys are just dumb. I d I don't get it. Like Is it a rebuilding thing? Because they've they've already scrubbed this year off. I don't know. Like I don't know what that's gonna be. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe they got the money from um, Hard Knocks. We're like, we'll just pump that into this year's budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the on the other side of things as well, Dolphins. Yeah, like we said, looking good, and um, they've acquired two more players. Um, I think one's a running back and one's a linebacker. Oh, he's an edge rusher. There you go. Um, so they're only going to get better. Yeah. Bradley Chubb. I don't know if he's related to Nick. Is it Nick Chubb? Yeah, I think they are I related. I think they are related. I think they're. Um, the only thing is, is I like how they got Bradley Chubb over the you know the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and then immediately extended him for five years. Yeah, yeah. Now that we've got you, you aren't leaving. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they're cousins. Um, other cousins yeah and um 
the way that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, like I saw what they're technically on pace for, as in like receiving yards and actual uh, receptions. Yeah. Fucking hell, there's almost 4,000 receiving yards projected, obviously, mm-hmm. between the both of them. Yeah. But it just looks more and more likely that they, they'll get there. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these dudes are scary. These dudes are scary. Like, if you are scheming up an, a, a defense against these guys, like, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. You just, like, you just tell them to fucking pray at that point. Um, you just you just need, like, instead of defensive backs, just have a load of Yu-Gi-Oh! Def- trap cards. Mm, <laughs> yeah. the only way to slow them down. Pot of, Mirror wall! Pot of greed, what does it do? It gives you two extra cards. Mm. It's not a trap card, it's a magic card. I don't know, part of read, what does it do? Um, yeah. It gives you two extra cards. Do we know that, though? Yes, I know that. I... Mm. Yes. Mm. I, I know Pot of Greed gives you two extra cards, and if you have Shard of Greed, you have to wait two turns, and then that one gives you two cards. Or it gives you one card. I'm not sure what that one is. No, Fuck! Now I'm unsure! You've made me doubt myself. I'll tell you what, who else is good? I'll tell you who else is good. Mike Gusecki. (laughs) I like a bit of Mike Gusecki. Um, I didn't think they were, like, I thought he was going to be forgotten about this year. Um, But no, he's uh, he's coming up good. He's coming up good. Um, Yeah. Raheem Mostert. Mostert. Yeah. Good guy, good guy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, solid salt the off. But yeah, that's that game. Uh, next game we're going to go on to is the Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, so uh, d- during this game, I my first put that the Cardinals' defense are letting this side down. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the game, as the game went off, I bracketed and O-line. <laughs> and then I put after it bracketed and offense. <laughs> <laughs> and if that doesn't tell you how the game went... Uh, let me coaching. tell you, uh, the Vikings won 34-26. Um, yeah, this, I, I don't know, this is, I, I don't know what to say. Like the, the, Kyler Murray went off on this game and it wasn't enough. Like as, as you say, so many elements around this team absolutely let this team down. Um, yeah. Because obviously the, the Vikings did really well in this game. One of the things I specifically thought of, and I really wanted to like speak to you about, is as I, all I was thinking was this like as much as seeing a Vikings game doing this well must hurt you, but seeing how well Zadarius Smith is doing, and knowing that he left you guys, or you guys, we got rid of him. Where, where, we got him. Whatever, whatever way around it. Thing is, yeah, all right, Zadarius. I've said Zedarius is a great player for the longest time, okay? I've never, ever say that he's a bad player, okay? But even when he left, or, you know, or we got rid of him, um, he's still a good player. But he was not friendly to the team. In terms of cap space, in terms of attitude, um, and when he got cut, that really shined out, where he just became a toxic person towards anybody... Uh, in the green and gold, so yeah, I, I like I absolutely get it. Like he's a great he's a great player, and I am you know happy that he's found a home. But he all he was gonna do was try and you know uh, 
try and get at the Packers. So, you know, I'm just... I'm, I'm You know, again, he had a fucking fantastic game. Do I wish he still played for the Packers? Yeah, because he was one of my favourites on the on the team when he played. But the way he exited that team, I'm not. I've got no love for Zedarius now. Okay, I, I've obviously not seen this stuff, but uh, yeah, it's because I'm not in in with the Packers. Yeah. I'm not an owner. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not. No, and and say <laughs> you have to respect my opinion because I am. <laughs> because I'm above you. <laughs> Literally, I'm in a box. You're in a seat. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, like again, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, doing great for this team. Yeah, still yeah. pisses me off that it makes Kirk Cousins look good. Yep, yep. Especially when he gets a rushing touchdown. Yeah, bastard. Take it. Oh no, we got. We just got the one. I was gonna say I thought he got two then because he says two, but one one's a passing touchdown. Yeah. We got two passing touchdowns and one rushing okay, touchdown. Okay, yeah, sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm reading it wrong. Sorry, I thought it had the two next to it. I thought that was his in total. That's so it's divided one to rushing, one to... Mm. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's me being stupid. Correct. Um, <laughs> player that came out of this game that I actually threw a bet on. Um, I've started betting, by the way. Like, just throwing like 20 quid a week at the at some random bets i started betting oh, really it was that chiefs chiefs and golf uh, colts game sorry chiefs and, and golf game yeah the chiefs and colts game and then uh because of that i stopped betting <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh one of the i i've just been, been putting like one pound bets on a load of stuff mostly just to see how ridiculous the odds i can get like i had one bet that was like 1,902 to 1 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go for that see how it comes in. Um, one of the bets I put on was Alexander Madison to score at any point. And uh, that came in. Got me a nice uh, nice £7. So, thanks, man. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I've seen those ones before. Cause, like, there was one for... It was a Jets game where it was like Braxton Berrios to be the first touchdown scorer. Yeah. It was like a £20 bet coming back as like 700 quid. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have I don't have the balls to put that much money. Oh on no, something. I no. am nowhere near unsure. About. Oh god, no, 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 no. As I say, when I when I've been saying I've been like doing twenty pound a week, I've deposited twenty pound a week, um, oh, right, yeah, yeah. and I've just but thrown split into fifty p bets. Oh no, it's all one pound bets, you know. Oh, okay. But the thing the thing is to say I'm on Bet three six five and Sky Bet, and because you bet, you deposit a certain amount and you do a load of bets, you get a load of free bets. So I've got like. I had right, I had right. uh, all the free bets I used was like five pound bets and I threw them on some ridiculous things. So now I've got I think I've got fifty pounds of credit on bet <laughs> No, no, it's your money. You're like I'm being careful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, now I'm only about the small wins. Like you know, I put a, <laughs> I put a pound on. So I spent I think I spent nine pound at the weekend and I got sixteen back. So you know, I'm I'm good to retire there. Um, if I'm quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I say that the Vikings team is propping up um, Kirk Cousins so hard. Um, whereas I think Kyler is slightly dragging some of these guys. Um, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to say it's all Kyler. 
because I mean Kyler's very like unpredictable. Yeah, it, like you don't know until the actual game starts what Kyler you're gonna get. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, which seems a shame given how much they've spent on him in, in contract. Yeah, like, I feel like he should be a lot more consistent than he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but as I say, I think, I think. Cardinals really have to pull it together in the next three or four weeks, otherwise their season could be over. Um, talking of teams, the season's over. Uh, we're going to move on to the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> at the uh, at the New Orleans Saints and the Saints. I'm really sorry to stop the flow, but I absolutely loved that. I loved that like uh, segue. That was a good one. It that was a good one. Proud I'm glad I ruined it. Yeah, you, you you really <laughs> fucked my flow there. Um, so thanks for that. Um, <laughs> Las Vegas lost this to the New Orleans Saints. They fall to two and five. Saints are three and five. Saints scored twenty four. Vegas scored. Fuck all. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so the only thing I have written down about this game is the uh, fact that I said in the preview episode, which is the fact that the Raiders stayed in their own 50 until there was 2 minutes and 19 seconds left in the final quarter. Yep. Yeah. (sighs) That's just pathetic. (laughs) What else is pathetic is Devontae Adams had one catch for minus one yards. No, he didn't. He had one catch for three yards. He had one carry rushing for minus one. Oh, yards. I read that wrong. Yes, because uh, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, uh, yep. Mateus Farley all had one carry. Yeah. All were minus one to minus three yards. Yes, yeah. sorry, read that wrong. Um, yeah, one carry, three yards. So he had two yards overall. Two yards. Yes. Yeah, th- two big receiving players, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. One reception, six yards for Hunter Renfro, three yards for Don- Devontae Adams. Yeah. That's it. And the thing is as well, I don't even get like why those numbers are so low because Derek Carr was only intercepted once. Yeah. It's not like he was throwing the ball away all the time. Well, it's, it's, I say, Hunter Renfro, he only targeted twice. So Hunter Renfro had a 50% catch rate. He targeted Devontae Adams five times, so Devontae Adams either dropped or, you know, had passes batted away from him four times. I just, you know, then you look at the tight ends, Matt Collins and Foster Moreau, they're getting it 13 times on 17 targets. Like, this, 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 this team, this team is just shit. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were gonna go. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I get you. And the, the thing that like weirds me out the most is the fact that Adams, t- t- watching him at the Packers, was one of those players where he can be in two man coverage and get the ball. Yeah. Clearly, that was very dependent on who was passing to him, because it's not working out this way this time. I also love the fact that uh, Taysom Hill, a tight end, has a better 
quarterback rating mm. than Derek Carr. Yeah, I think it's like almost four times as much. No, three times as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's it's bad. Like I've given Taysom Hill some shit over the years. He's proven me wrong this year. Like he's he's been. He seems to have accepted his role at the team much more instead of trying to push for like QB one status. And he looks like he's actually enjoying football again. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Th- them using him as like a QB rush hmm. has been one of the smartest decisions they've ever made. Oh, gotcha. I mean, that's... that's a ha- he has he... one yard less than Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Yeah. But eight less carries. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um... One thing to point out, rookie Chris Olave putting in another solid performance. Um, five receptions yeah. for 52 <clears throat> yards. But I say, the big yeah, story of the not game... Not used as much, but yeah. Sorry? Not not used as much as I would have liked, yeah. but yeah. I, I do agree. Yeah, so when he is actually used, he's, he makes waves. Well, I'm not being funny when Alvin Kamara's doing that in a game... You know, nine receptions, 96 yards and two touchdowns, 18 carries, 62 yards and a touchdown. Other elements of the game are definitely going to get underused, not going to lie to you. So Yeah, yeah. I think they're just trying to get as much out of him as possible before he gets, like, fined and done for this thing. Was somebody singing a lullaby in the background? Yeah, I didn't realise it was being picked up. Yeah. She's singing to him. Because <laughs> his his bedroom's right underneath this room. <laughs> well, at the bottom of these stairs where there's no door blocking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounded so creepy. That sounded so creepy. Like, I thought we were about to play a game of, like, Emily wants to play or some shit. Like... <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, mate, absolutely. Yeah, um... But no, I say solid performance from the Saints, and yeah, what the hell are the Raiders gonna do? They are. <sighs> I don't even know. Like, if they if they can't come back from this sort of game, like their season's over. Like, I just can't be honest. The, with the thing I'm is, this it. uh, it's not even one of those things where you can be like, oh, this is a rebuild year, because <laughs> no, wait, they got their trades in to yeah. rebuild. Yeah, they like, should technically be there now. They were better last year. Than they've been at any point this season, and I just I like, I don't get how you add in a guy like Devonte Adams, and become worse. Mm-hmm. And the thing is as well, the, the like the worst part for me, like fantasy point wise, is the most re- reliable like point scorer on their team, Daniel Carlson. Didn't he- didn't even get anything because yeah, yeah. they, they were technically in field goal range like twice and didn't go for it yeah 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 it's stupid <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to our next game which is the new england patriots at the new york jets uh new york lost this game 17 to 22 mac yeah. jones coming in Jets looking a bit more like the New York team of last year. Mm-hmm. This this game, yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm still really supli- surprised. Sorry, surprised. Surprised, motherfucker. Surprised. <laughs> um, that the allowed Matt Jones to 
play the full game. Yeah, definitely. Like, I really thought they would have just put him on for a half or something. Yeah. Because he was still sacked six times. Yeah. Surely after the second sack, you're like, shit, get him off. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to lose him for the season. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what to say about that. Like, I mean, there's so much going on with quarterbacks at the moment and just not being taken care of. I don't understand it. Don't understand it. Uh, talking to quarterbacks, though, let's talk a little bit about Zach Wilson, who put in an absolute session. 20 completions of 41, but for 355 yards. Um, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. Those interceptions killed the game for them, I think. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, the thing is, as well, it's the Wilson to Wilson connection. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, six receptions, yeah. targeted seven times. So one of them was probably like one of the interceptions. Yeah. Six receptions for 115 yards. Yeah. yeah. And his longest was 54. Yeah. Yeah. Insane numbers. Insane numbers. Um,. I mean, the, the only thing with the, this team is like obviously that yeah there was in three interceptions from the Jets side. I went into this game expecting more interceptions on the uh, Patriots side, given like some of the members of the Jets defense, yeah, like Sauce Gardner, yeah, gotcha, who is a, a big um, interceptor or at least pass blocker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think. If I'm honest, I think that the Jets lost this on the running game. I say they're they're missing Brees Hall, uh, Michael Carter not stepping up the way he needs to. Their rushing numbers are dreadful, um, yeah. absolutely dreadful times. Um, so if I'm honest, that's where they lost the game for me. Um, the thing is, you know, you know how badly the game went when you look at the defensive stats. And that team's quarterback has a tackle on the defensive stats. Yeah. Yeah. When things like that are there, you know shit went wrong. Oh, good, yeah. 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 It is, yeah, not not great at all. Not great at all. Um, it, so the, the Jets are 5-3. and three, The Patriots are 4-4. Four and four. What do we see coming from these teams in the future? Do we see these teams being playoff contenders? Because um, the the Patriots have got a tough division to get out of. See, they're both in the same division. Why did I say that? Yeah, that are. last part. Well, technically, they're still in a tough division. Yeah, because true. the Jets are five and three. Yeah. Um, I think I said this a while ago. It might have been on my solo episode that, like, out of the New York teams, I'm definitely expecting the Jets to get not Jets Giants to get somewhere into that playoff picture mm-hmm. the way they were playing and the Jets I think just I think they will be eligible for a wild card yeah I think they'll get there I don't know about much further but I, th- I think that's where I'm, I think they're heading yeah fair enough uh, I think if I'm honest I think they are going to miss out just because of how tough their division is I think it'll be tough for them to, to go against New York uh, sorry New Buffalo um, and Miami. Yeah, true. So we'll see how that goes. But I think, as I say, I think Buffalo are going to win their division. Miami are going to come second. And then, unless the Jets can get to 10 wins, 
Um, I don't think they're going to make it into the playoffs. And 10 wins yeah. could be a stretch for them. It's really weird as well, looking at the actual divisions. that At the, at the moment, to me, just glancing at it, the East divisions for both yeah. are the strongest divisions. And the rest of them are either just complete shit or there's only like one or two teams in that division that are like standing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next up, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. We are, of course, looking at the only undefeated team. Undefeated? My brain is working. Yes, the only undefeated team. And they I continue. It was unlosingest. Unlosingest, yes. Sorry, the unlosingest team or the winningest team. There are many ways to describe this, but yeah, they continue their streak. Winning thirty-five to thirteen over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Kenny Pickett starting off is is. I mean, he's not doing brilliantly, but uh, were we expecting him to come in and, and light the league up? I don't really think I was. Um, I don't think I was expecting him to light the league up. But I think it's um, bad to have to to have gone into this specific game going, we've got expectations that Kenny Pickett's going to rock the undefeated team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I say, now, the the receivers he's got, you're kind of thinking, okay, well, they're not the best bunch of receivers. Um, Yeah, and and do you know who I feel has been a bit of a letdown this year? Go on. Najee Harris. Hmm. Yeah, like the run run game. I like. I feel like he he's been there as in like dependable to get the ball too, but in terms of like him actually making yards and first downs and mm. stuff, I haven't seen much of him this year at all. And after seeing him last year, I expected a lot more. I mean, I say he's always been one of those like little uh, dynamic backs more than anything. But I guess yeah. without any kind of support on the run game he's just been targeted and well not targeted but like his 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 game is up sort of thing you know at least with you know the 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 Steelers last year they could beat you a couple of different ways I think because the Steelers this year are a little bit one-dimensional on offense you kind of know who the problems are going to be you know you know to to kind of blitz more against a young QB and contain that run game and you've pretty much beat the Steelers yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, they definitely did that with mm. uh, Pickett being sacked six times. Yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I don't... I think he, even when the Pittsburgh have strength behind them and have been like healthier, I don't think they would have beat this Philadelphia team. No. No, I think this. They say this. This Eagles team is just too good at the moment. Um, yeah. This is the one where AJ Brown was so good that he got drug tested, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah AJ Brown, six receptions, hundred and fifty-six yards, and three touchdowns. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's drug test this man. Um, <laughs> and then, realistically, the Steelers have given themselves less of a chance to win games now. Or do you reckon they have with the uh, departure of Chase Claypool? 
Hmm. I don't know because we, we haven't seen much of him this season, no. and the one the one game like he got a lot of receptions. We're all bit we were all a bit blown away, really, because we mm. didn't expect it. So, I don't think it w- would have ever been in our minds, even you know, if you stay in the rest of the season after that game, where yeah. we're like, "Oh, he's going to be wide receiver number one." Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think I was any under, or sorry, I was under any illusion that he was like a difference maker in this team, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon they've got rid of him, and because they've got good coaching staff, they're going to try and, especially, you know, like they drafted George Pickens with mm-hmm. Pickett. He's a really good wide receiver, so yeah. I reckon this draft is like they're aiming for wide receivers. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I mean, I've got nothing more to say about that game. Have you? No. Uh, let me just quickly... Yeah, no. The only real note I have, really, is, like, obviously, the Eagles acquiring A.J. Brown in the first place Yeah, was possibly the best decision they've had in a few years, and I'd, I'd say that the best decision before that was drafting Jalen Hurts in the first place. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. As I say, it's, it's a strong team. It's talking uh, with Fenner's, friend of the show, Fenner's, he thinks this, this Eagles team is one of the... The worst best teams, if you know what I mean, in the NFC. Like the, I don't know. Is is he? I can't remember what he said. But if you listen to the most recent unpacked, um, when it comes As out, in, he he thinks this team is yeah. bad, but somehow he they're doing well. He doesn't think they're bad. He just thinks they're playing better than they're worth. If you know what I mean. Right. Okay. Like Kirk Cousins right now, you know got some good plays but it's because everybody else looks good around them this Eagles team because a lot of people a lot of other teams are playing so badly this Eagles team look better like Daniel Jones on the Giants there you go yeah exactly yeah no I, I, yeah I get that cool yeah. cool um, moving on up moving on indeed we're going to go to the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans uh, Tennessee won this game 17-10 to uh, going up to five and two, the Texans are four to one, five and one. Full game for Malik Willis. Yep. But how much of a game did he actually get? Six completions of ten attempts. That was it. Yeah. And for and only one, fifty-five one yards. I mean, one interception and three sacks. Yeah. Th- yeah. This game, like, this was put Malik Willis on the field. If he can run it, he can run it. Yeah. And even then, he only ran it twelve yards. Yeah. The yeah. rest of the time, hand off to Derrick Henry. That that's our game plan from now on. Yeah. I mean, it's quite the game plan. Uh, Thirty-two <laughs> carries for two hundred and nineteen yards and two touchdowns. You know. Yeah, it's not like we're looking at it thinking why they're using this game plan. It doesn't work. It clearly works. I mean, at this point, you could put the uh, the mop that the janitor uses to clean the toilets in the Tennessee Titans, like, players' locker room to call plays, and they'd probably still run it enough times to win. (laughs) What did you um, think of the the Houston team? (sighs) You know, same thing I think about most Houston teams, you know, the past three years, like... There's talent on the team, 
but not enough to 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 actually qualify as as to be a decent team. Hmm. You know, Davis Mills is a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. We've seen flashes of great from him. Um, Pierce, I mean, <laughs> he has been a good rusher in previous games, but this game was disappointing. And then you're looking at that receiving core, and I'm just, I'm not blown away by it. Defensively, I mean, very much the same. Um, you know, they've done enough to stop a comp completely just weird offense of the Tennessee Titans it managed to hold them to a one possession game but I just I say it's like it doesn't even feel like they're going for a rebuild year you know what I mean it just feels like they're going for a flop couple of years and just hope to Cleveland Browns it sort of thing hmm because I mean I will say out of the two notes the other being Derrick Henry in capital letters. Yeah. Uh, the other note was saying, like, regardless of the result, I did think out of the two teams playing, Houston did have the better QB on the field. I mean, didn't yeah, seem yeah. To be able to do anything with it. But that's experience, though, isn't it? You know, Davis Mills. Yeah. This is his second year as a star, I want to say. Whereas Malik Willis, and as as say as Peter said, he come out of a. A, Came from a Liberty, less right? less he's from Liberty, yeah, absolutely, which is a less competitive football franchise. Um, so that step up to the NFL is much greater than most of the QBs we've seen come into the league over the past few years. Um, so I don't know, like I I don't I don't see this as a gamble that's going to pay off. It's it sounds bad to say after you know what three games that he's been involved in so yeah I don't know yeah because um, I, well, I will say as well on the Houston side even though they did have the what well, I thought the better QB on the pitch mm. um, even the the run game we've seen spectacular runs from Damien Pierce mm. these past few games that he got shut down quite yeah. easily. Well, not easily, yeah. but shut down hard, really. Yeah, but like again, it, it's defense. it's one of those things where like you look at that Titans team, who really, realistically, are going to be your your massive receivers. You know what I mean? Like you got no, you got Austin Hooper and Robert Woods who can make plays, but you've got no massive receivers that are going to be like a Juju Smith-Schuster or a Tyreek Hill or a Waddle or a, a Devontae Adams. You know, you've got none of those sort of, like, names that are going to be looking like big players in the future. you got Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry's left and right calves, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, overall, again, this was a very forgettable game for me. Um, so, yeah. Moving. Let's forget about it then. And there we on. go. There we go. Um, put that in the the closet and forget about it. Uh, should we move on to the 49ers as they went to the Los Angeles Rams and they won. San Francisco won thirty-one to fourteen. They got over double the Rams points. Yeah, that's, that's just maths. They win. They kind of demolished them 
Yeah, yeah. And but I mean, look, look at the just look, look at the um, catches to attempts. Like Matthew Stafford, twenty-two of thirty-three. Garoppolo, twenty-one of twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. When they just that Christian McCaffrey trade went through, I had my doubts. I absolutely had my doubts. I was like, with his injury status, but then with the play calling that happens at San Francisco and the the actual squad that they have, like, you know, when you're thinking about, like, Debo Samuels and Brandon Ayuk, Kittle, like, that kind of group, I was like, I don't think this guy, this team needs a Christian McCaffrey to come in. Like, I was so confused by that move because I just didn't see it making a big difference. After yeah. this game, I was like, you know what? Smartest move in football history. Like, for the longest time. Like, just the way he's come into the... Like, and especially after his first game. After his first game playing, it was a very basic scheme, and I get that. He was just, you know, wanted to hit the ground running, so to speak. But this game, he was just... He, he just seemed to be the centre point of their offence. Yeah. You know, he he was the main receiver. He was the main... Um, he was the main ball carrier even through a touchdown. Like, he had a perfect passer rating. Like, well, not perfect passer rating, but he threw one of one, 34 yards for the touchdown. Like, it, it was a just a, a, a... Just a Carl Shanahan, just perfect day for that sort of thing. It was, it was beautiful to see. And I say, it was like, just A++++ trait for, from myself now. I, I don't know if uh, you'd benched him again, but Brandon Ayuk, uh, six receptions for 81 yards. Uh, to be fair, I hadn't benched him for this week. Like After that stellar performance, I'm kind of like, I'm trusting Brandon Ayuk to get in sort of thing. So he's honestly one of the first guys I kind of look at to make sure he's on the on the team sheet. And I will say as well, obviously, with you, with you not one hundred percent sure about the McCaffrey trade, mm. one of the people that you mentioned was George Kittle. Yeah, he's like out of the Forty ers side, off by heart. He is the only like offensive player that I could automatically name. Yeah, I like every week I've like looked for him uh, during the games, and he hasn't been that involved. No, no, no absolutely. Like so, he he his like position or like stature in the offences or was dying down before McCaffrey got there anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But I think this I think this could invigorate it. I think uh you know to it cuz say sometimes you look at this 49ers team and you're like, right, these are the key people to isolate. If you do that, you can beat the 49ers. I don't think there's now going to be a possibility of this is the person we need to isolate because now you've got that dynamic kind of offence that Christian McCaffrey has brought to it. That I, I, said, I I genuinely thought he, McCaffrey was past it. Past couple of years with his injuries, with his, you know, even when he was back from injuries, just not great games that were happening. Um, and this is, you know, this, this game just proved to me, like, okay, he's still got it, and he can still be bloody dangerous. Yeah, definitely. As long as he don't get injured, anyway. Well, that's it. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. If he goes down next game, I'm gonna be like, all right, worst deal in history. Uh, San Francisco's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you are fucking chumps. So um, yeah. Other side though, Ram side. Yeah. Uh, 
Cooper Cup went down right this game. Uh, I believe I it was, so. It weren't until it like some point in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So he got most of the game out of him. But even before that, didn't see a, a lot from this Rams team at all. It was definitely not. I mean, just the San Francisco, San Francisco uh, receiving mm. yards is more than the Rams rushing and receiving yards combined. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what the fuck went on this game at all. Yeah, it's um. Like I, I know the Forty ers have a good defense and. Uh, for example, when oh, who did they play? Did they play the Falcons? And the Falcons won or almost won, but it was because a lot of the 49ers defense was injured that, that week. Yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of those players back now. Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember the game you're talking about, and I think they lost it to the Falcons. Yeah. Um. Again, dear audience, if you're listening and going, these guys are fucking idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. You, you're right. Um, <laughs> but as I say, it was. It, you, you're right. I think that the the, the 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 Rams' offense just didn't fire. And I'm kind of looking at a couple of the people that I expected to have bigger roles this year, especially with the departure of Odell Beckham. You know, I thought Tyler Big Higby and Skoronic were going to have better games. Skoronic, I think, was out injured last week. Um, but no, that Ben Ben Skoranek. Yeah, he no he he played. He just got one reception. Yeah, but I'm saying I think he was out the week before. Oh, right, sorry. So um, yeah, I, I thought both of those would have uh, bigger roles. The Alan Robinson thought when when he came in, I was thinking, okay, this could be like their stopgap for for not being not being able to pay uh, Odell Beckham or something like that. Um, again, not really working out the way I thought it was going to go, um, and not being that release for Cooper Cup that you know Odell was. Um, so I think maybe they kind of missed a beat by not re-signing Odell. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they asked Odell to re-sign, or at least I forgot the coach's name. Uh, Sean yeah, they were, I'm sure they were like there was a clip of them at a wedding and an Odell got invited, and he like said I asked him to resign, but nothing's happened since. Yeah, I mean it could be that he was expecting more money from the Rams, but the Rams just couldn't pay him. Um, yeah. But I say at the time he was out injured and almost talking. I say he I, he was talking about having surgery that on his ankle that had got damaged in the Super Bowl. And that he said he wasn't going to have that surgery until a team had signed him. Um, so I don't know if that's still the case. Um, I don't know. I, I see him like, on his Instagram a lot, like working out as if, like, a comp- like I think the quotes are always, I'm coming back or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've not seen anything about, like, a uh, surgery or anything like that at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say, because this, this was the thing. He, he's... There was a lot of stories alluding to the fact that he was never going to be at match fitness whilst he still had... Because I think it was like there was like a bone fragment or something like that playing in the joint. 
can't remember oh, now. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and the surgery he needed was to have that removed, um, which would have aided recovery. So maybe, you know, he's just worked through it and got to the point where he doesn't need that surgery. But, yeah, it's it, it was always... If and this is the thing, like no team was going to take a chance on a guy who's refusing to have surgery to make himself ready to play. Obviously, you know the recovery from the surgery, but yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of if buts and maybe's around it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Odell will likely get picked up soon. Um, who by? I have no idea. But yeah, me neither. No, no, no idea who's going to end up taking him now. No, His, uh, after all the, the trades and everything as well, one of the teams I thought that like he'd possibly go to would be like the Vikings mm. and play alongside Jefferson, but they they've took a tight end, so I don't think they'll go that direction. Yeah, um, the Vikings would have been a weird one for me because they've I got don't know if too you guys many. Might try and take him. We have been linked to him. We have been linked to him. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Again, I think you know we'll, we'll get onto Green Bay in a minute, but I don't think Green Bay's problems are solved by a wide receiver. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, yeah. Should we move Anything on? Anything else to say about that, really? All right, fair play, fair play. In that case, we will move on to the next game of the week. Uh, which is the New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Giants going into this game, one of those 6-1 and one teams. Uh, they came out of it a 6-2 and two team as Seattle takes 27 points and New York only puts up 13. Yeah. I mean... I don't really know what to say about this because I think this is one of those games where... We both said beforehand, like either way, we could see either team coming out with a yeah. win from this one. Yeah. Um, especially with how the Giants have been playing this season. I just thought after their like mad run of like defeating the some top tier teams, this was a weird one to kind of lose to. Um, just because we're, I'm still not sure if the Seahawks are actually in a rebuild year or yeah. like. No, no, we've got Geno Smith. We're, we're all we're all fine and dandy. Yeah, it's one of those ones where, like, you've, you've got so much capital from, you know, the likes of... the the, the from the, that trade that was made. And I just don't... I'm on your side. I don't know what the Seahawks are doing. Because if they're in a rebuild year, you want to lose as many as possible to get the higher draft picks. But they just seem to be doing well enough to be in the question for a lot of it and mm. I'm not 100% sure what they're doing either so it's, I think it's just going to have to be one of those sit and wait to see what they do because if they make a playoff drive then and I could see it see it going their way if they continue to win some of the games like these we could see <laughs> Geno Smith playing a playoff game I mean after the things that have happened this season mm. I don't think it's something we can rule out. Oh, good, yeah, no. But, I mean, I say, like, when when I'm thinking about the Seahawks team, Kenneth Walker, brilliant, like, didn't do enough in this game for me. 
Obviously, they're missing their main runner, Rashad Penny. But Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf done serviceable. Like I'm not saying I say I'm not saying you know this team blew out the New York Giants by any stretch of the imagination. They just seem to oh, do yeah, enough yeah. at every moment. Oh yeah, definitely. Because um, this was a, a zero interception game. Mm. Don't get me wrong. There was eight sacks over both teams. Eight sacks and like four fumbles, three fumbles. I want to say. Uh, fumble. Yeah, four, three for New York and one for Seattle. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it definitely wasn't the cleanest game, if no. there were no, even if there were no interceptions. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be a bad game when it started off. You know, pun 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 pun. Um, no points in the first quarter at all. I thought well, this is in this is going to be a boring ass game where one team is going to win by like three points or something like that. So. <laughs> Yeah. The, the thing is as well, like the the way both of these teams have been going, I expected a lot more from both sides on the run game. Mm. Like Saquon Barkley, like him coming back was just a shining light for the Giants. Yeah. And especially like smashing through defenses or getting around them, uh, with a bit of a stiff arm. Not that much from him. All right, he's got a touchdown from it. Yeah. But then the same on the Seattle side as well. Kenneth Walker has been amazing as a running back these past few games, but and got a touchdown from it. But yeah, again, not, not amazing like. Yeah. Numbers. So like, Saquon twenty yards, uh, twenty carries for fifty three yards, and Kenneth Walker is eighteen carries for fifty one yards. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. 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 I think. Both of these teams' run defenses has been good, and I think they're uh, they've been working on that a lot. I mean, if you're Seattle, of course you're going into this game thinking I'm going to stop that run, and if yeah. you're Giants, you kind of going into this game just like try not to try to do that bend don't break sort of thing. So try not to give up the big plays um, while giving up some of the smaller plays. But yeah, I think that kind of worked in opposite. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think this is going to be coming down to the wire. I mean, either of these two teams could be fighting it out for those kind of playoff places and stuff like that. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it is just the this was a game of two surprising teams for this yeah. season, essentially. Well, I'm trying to think what we could the Seattle surprises and the New York gasps. <laughs> <gasps> There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to our Sunday night game? Uh, yeah, it's the final one of the Sunday games. Yeah. The Sunday night game, which was between the Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo takes it 27 to 17. Um, right, so. For me, mm-hmm. I, and I I texted you this in in the morning because I saw the result, but I yeah. haven't watched the game yet. I do I th- do think you guys should take this loss with a pinch of salt because compared to you've been playing against the past few weeks and lost. Yeah, this was a team. Not I don't think the aim was to we have to win. The aim was to let's fix things and hold our own. Yeah, and I think you did that. 
like uh, there was, there's definitely still problems there. Oh, good, yeah. There's definitely still problems there. But, for example, they must have listened to you, team, run the damn ball. They yeah. ran the damn ball. They ran it down their throats. Yeah. But to be honest, both sides running-wise were really good. And I, t- to be honest, I think seeing both sides run good also means that both sides run defense is pretty lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing. Like, as you say, Green Bay have a multitude of problems right now. They This was a get-better game. As you say, we played awfully against, you know, from the second half of the New York Giants games, we played awfully. Like, we played awfully in that. We played awfully in the Jets game, the Commanders game. We played good in this game. Like, and as I say, when I said at the start of the season, the, the Green Bay Packers are going to be at 13-14 wins. This was one of the games that I said we were going to lose. Just because of how well I believe the Buffalo Bills could play. Um, I think they, they were, you know, a lot of people slated them saying, that, you know, they're not as good as they seem sort of thing. I saw Buffalo for the good, the, the great team that it is um, and proven to be. Um, so I kind of like, I expected to lose this game. Um so it wasn't a surprise, but that that bitter taste of we lost this game should have been eased by the wins at New York, New York, and Washington. Obviously, yeah. those wins weren't there, so this is still a bit of a punch in the gut sort of thing. But yeah, there are there are things that was done right in this game. So we are obviously talking about the running game being better. Aaron Rodgers passed reasonably well. Um, got one interception in this game, which is rare for him. Romeo Dobbs was great. Samari Torre was great. Uh, Amari Rogers played well, um, but they've taken him off the return jobs. Um, Keyshawn Nixon uh, took kickoff returns. Um, Amari Rogers took is still on punt returns, but yeah, we're seeing how that develops because Amari Rogers has been. A bit all over the place with that. Um, Jair had a fantastic game. I think um, him and Douglas, they seem to have swapped roles a little bit. And it seems to have gone off brilliantly. So I'm happy with that. Our defence looked better. Um, Again, I I, I know that our run defence has been bad. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I think it, it, it seems to be levelling out. Again, it's one of those defences where it's like, look, we'll give you the 5-10 yard plays, but you are not breaking off big plays on us. And it was one of those games where you could kind of see that re-emerging. Um, a lot of people have been slating Joe Barry's defence for not making adjustments. We saw that again today. Uh, sorry, not today. In this game. Um, so I kind of... I'm not sure where I stand on Joe Barry as our defence, but I, I can't slate it, slate it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting certain types of results, you can't slate it. It's not It's not like the Bills put 40 points past you. No, absolutely. Which, if the defence was shit and had shit coaching behind it, would happen. Yeah, good, yeah. Um, two things I did want to bring up about this mm-hmm. game as well is, one... There were a lot of like um, hatred bits going on in this game. Definitely, 
Yeah. Especially uh, Alexander and Diggs. Oh, mate, yeah. They, they were out of the tunnel, didn't they? Yeah. And don't know what the hell's going on there, because, like, this isn't even a, like, divisional rival game. No, good night. Yeah. This is just two cold boy teams yeah. <laughs> going against each other. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, completely agree. I, I thought that was... I thought that was going to get vicious towards the end of it. And then the other thing was, what do you think of the uh, Robert Tonyan denied touchdown? I think that may be the weakest offensive pass interference I've ever seen. Um, but it was it was so bad because I saw. I, I get what I saw what they were trying to put across, but again, I think it was very weak. What I don't get is I think it was about three or four plays later, I saw two consecutive blocks in the back. Now again, I didn't properly look at go back and look at these sort of things, but my immediate reaction was that's a block in the back and that's another block in the back, and none of them were called. So. My the play calling in this game was a bit all over the place for me. Because uh, the reason I I brought that up because I I was a bit unsure on it and, and it wasn't a thing of oh if you would have got that you would have won because yeah. even oh, with no. those points he still lost but um it was more like what were your th- thoughts on it at the time? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a really good freaking oh god yeah it was just open yeah absolutely absolutely and Tonyan's having one of those resurgent years where. I think he could, you know, if he did got that and been more of a stable, we could be looking at, you know, the comeback player of the year this year. Hmm. Um. So you know, I'm 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 always going to be on the side of fair, you know, penalty calling. But I say I can't, I can't, I can't say I completely agree with some of the play uh, the penalty calling in this game. Yeah. Yes. Uh. Anything else you want to say about? I don't know the the other side at all. Uh, I mean, to say, I could I could talk about the Bills for a while. Josh Allen, great quarterback, needs to work on his accuracy somewhat. I mean, I was happy yeah, that he threw like two interceptions. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then he got those two interceptions. Um, one of them in a very critical position where they could have gone. And won the game twenty point by you know by a twenty four point lead sort of thing, so you know Russell Douglas I think was the one who came down with that one. It might be Jair, um, but yeah, it was a it was a you know not the best day at the office for him, but you know at the end of the day he still beat a team uh, in, in a very not pretty way, and still managed to find you know Stefan Diggs for six times for 180 yards so you can't complain too much about it that defense looks good i think that's going to cause a lot of problems for teams in that in a deep playoff run sort of thing so yeah i think this this was if this game had happened last year so to speak we would have been absolutely spoiled because these two teams would have been at the you know almost the tops of their games at that point um, Green Bay have come into this bit disappointing, but pull stuff together. I think this game happens in two, three weeks' time. It's an absolute blowout. You know, I mean, it could be like forty points each. Um, so yeah, 
Alright then, shall we move on to the Monday night game? The last game. Last game of week eight. Uh, we're of course talking about the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland come away with a win 32-13. to Yeah. See, I kind of expected this because of Brown's uh, defensive line Mm -hmm. and the fact that Joe Burrow had no Jamar Chase. Yeah. Like, I I had Joe Burrow on my fantasy team. I swapped him out for Tua because I knew how bad this game was was going to be for Burrow. But I can't remember who the Dolphins played, but... I thought, oh no, oh the Dolphins played the Bears. I was like, oh, two is easily going to get some points against the Bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what was it? Joe Burrow was sacked five times in this game. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Five, one interception, and let me just look, and one fumble. There were definitely some flashes in this game where you thought he might be able to pick it up. I mean. A good combination of him and T. Higgins. Hayden Hurst was good. See, um, I didn't like Hayden Hurst when he was at the Falcons. Okay. So I don't think he does jack shit when he's at the Bengals either. All right. Hot takes. Hot takes. Like, don't get me wrong. It, to, to me, because he's got four receptions of four targets, that's good. Yeah. When I watched him at the Falcons, 50% of the times he was dropping balls. Yeah. Yeah. He just didn't didn't have good hands at all. Yeah, there you go. Um, but again, the Browns' defense, and the thing is, to say Browns on offense have got all but one of their weapons. You know what I mean? Like Brissett's getting to Cooper, to Chubb, to Hunt, to Donovan Peoples-Jones. It's hard to think that in you know what is it three games time. He's going to be taken out when he's playing well. I say their yeah. their record isn't brilliant. They're three and five, and I said, I, th- I said going into it, if they're not a winning record, we see no hesitation but to switch him out for an absolute rapist. Um, but it's going to happen. Going into this, you know, with a losing record, Brissett doesn't have any chance to retain that starting job, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Uh, the thing is, as well, like apart from Amari Cooper, you can almost copy and paste that Cleveland rushing, like squad to the receiving thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like oh, it's it's still Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt in there. Yeah, yeah. But man, Amari Cooper, five receptions for one hundred thirty-one yards. Yeah. The uh, the the Cowboys like fucked up. Like leaving him. Oh god, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if he'd have been playing this well this year, the that both of them would be doing awesomely, um, and we'd be talking more about the Cowboys going into, you know, going into that territory where the the New York Giants are at the moment. Yeah, definitely. But to be honest, I don't know what else to say especially about the Cincinnati like defense I don't I don't know where their flaws lie like cause it, they're definitely flaws but I don't oh, know, like, I can't narrow them down no 
yeah, I, I say I, I can't I can't nail it either. I can't nail it either. I think there could just be a lack of like a big name, like to lead that offense, and I can't see. I say I can't see a noticeable name that I know. Right, this guy, this guy plays. I can't see anything like that. I don't know. I th- I think the Bengals, if they were to make, you know, if they had been able to make a, a deadline trade, they should have gone some big name on defense and get it, like get it done, sort of thing. But I mean, the Bengals have so many problems as well. You know, that O line consistently calling them out um, and making them look like a worse team than they are. That defense could be doing so much more to help them out, but yeah. I, I say I'm. I don't think we're seeing the same Bengals team that um, can take it to the Super Bowl like they did last year. No, no. Like don't get me wrong. They're like they they're showing that they're still contenders yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. But if this year proves anything, like any any team could be a contender this year. Yeah. And we won't fucking know it until it's too late. Yeah. Exactly. 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 All right. Well, that's. I think unless you got anything more to say, our commentary of week eight. No, no, no. There we that's go. That's it. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, we have, of course been the Brick Cave Blitz, Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to jump onto that Instagram page to get that story. Um, Smith does such a great job with that. Um, thank you for, as I say, listening and following and, and doing all that good stuff. Uh, I've been your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. And he has been uh, Smith with DRS underscore 994 on Instagram and Instagram only. Alrighty then. And uh, until next time, this is Go Pat Go from me. Brick and